2: Welcome to CEO Coach this wonderful Monday morning coming to you from Seattle, Washington and in Portland, Oregon. I've got Ann
4: Kennedy with me.
2: Welcome, Ann.
4: Hi, Jillian. How are you today? Doing
2: great. It's looking like a pretty quiet, cloudy uh, Monday here in Seattle. How about down in Portland?
4: Same here. A little patch of blue here and there, but uh, not the sunshine we had over the weekend, which was really, really nice. You know what it sounds like to
2: me? It sounds like... uh,
4: Get Bound to Business Day. Let's talk That's about what we're about doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's talk about tracking some metrics here. Um, you and I have been in <laughs> Helsinki, Berlin, London, all kinds of places. And we're, well, actually just Europe. But anyway, we ran around in Europe, and we found so many times that the folks are busy tracking all kinds of stuff, being metrics-driven companies, and not tracking the right stuff. Let's talk about that today.
4: Yeah, that's been on my mind too. And there's a word you use, Jillian, that I wanted you to talk a little bit about today. Um, um, The the value of rigor. And I know that's one of your favorite words. So um, tell us a little bit about how that relates to the metrics that matter. Absolutely.
2: Uh, before we even get into what metrics are, uh, you know, out there that you might track or which ones might matter for your business, I would say the rigor around tracking it is the killer piece. And rigor really means in this sense, the consistency of it. It isn't that you track it now and then. It isn't that you track them sporadically. It isn't that you even track it once a year. It's insufficient. One really has to do it, wait for it, daily. I kid you not, daily. And some people need to track it even more than that. You need to be tracking trends. You need to find out who's on first before they even know they're getting there. And here's a really good example of that. Um, I talk about the value of tracking metrics and doing it so regularly by referring to an example with a uh, person who answers the phones. If you have a rigor around tracking metrics and using that actionable information in your business, then the scenario would look like this for you. Somebody picks up a phone in the front desk and even that person is tracking their own metrics. In other words, they track what phone calls come in, perhaps how long they take, how many they get in a day, and they track that over time. And you're thinking at this point, why the heck would anybody care? And here's why you'd care. Here's a really cool example. The person picking up the phone, for example, and I'm going to use Moz as an example again because you know I was there for a while, right? And a lot of folks listening here know that company. So the person picks up the phone, and Moz is selling a, a subscription-based service with software uh, that somebody is going to be using anywhere on the planet. The person comes in pretty early in the morning, 6 or 7, so we can kind of extend those hours, and then we you know, spread it out, and others take over later in the afternoon and evening. And this gal picks it up, and somebody's got a problem with a particular tool set. They've bothered to call. They didn't tweet it. They didn't Facebook it. They didn't get in the LinkedIn groups or the Google Plus groups, and they didn't get onto um, our own systems online to let us know. They didn't send us an email. They called us. By the time they get to call us, they've usually done at least some of the other ones. She gets another one in about two minutes, and then another one 30 seconds later. And by now, she's got herself a trend, just three By the time she's got four or five, she's alerted the marketing department, she's alerted the customer service department, and she's alerted the engineering department. Because it's so early in the morning, those folks aren't necessarily in the office yet. But engineering can get back moments later and tell her whether or not this is a two-second fix, a two-minute fix, or a two-day or more fix. Marketing can start messaging out via Twitter. Thanks for those of you who are connecting with us. We've received your calls, your emails, whatever. They can check the Twitter stream. They can check the rest of the social media streams. Customer service knows what they should be expecting coming down the pike today, and exactly how they can help people get past this, or at least give them good visibility on when it's going to be fixed.
4: Hot stuff, huh? Very that's, hot stuff, and what? that shows that keeps your uh, your entire team engaged too in moving things forward. That kind of rigor, right? So that's, let's that's, get down be, to what do we measure. Right. Well, one more thing.
2: That's why everybody should do it in your company. But here's another reason before we get onto the exactly what's. It's really about having every single person in the company know that the role they play plays a part of a whole. And when you do that, you get better quality uh, employees. Right? You can hire almost anybody, but assuming that you have somebody who meets your culture, and we always talk about that, but today we're really talking about just somebody who's going to literally pick up a phone or do coding or uh, you know manage social media, whatever it is, they have to know what it is that they do and how it affects the rest of the company in order to become a more valuable employee. It makes them better employees for you, but it makes them better for everybody else as well. As these people move forward in their careers, they are more valuable people in the business world right people who don't see anything except what they're doing in front of their desks are nowhere near as valuable as people who see the whole so it's really good for you and it's really good for your staff and i promise i will answer what should we track here's the basics if you're in business and you're kind of just starting out to enterprise size stuff you track cash in the bank you want to know what's there today right right Don't forget that one. But you also want to track your margins. You want to know what gross amount of money was in the bank and gross what it's going to cost you to deliver that. So you want to know, of course, what your expenses are about to be as well as what they have been. Margins are different than cash in bank right? Margins are the difference between the amount of money you charged for something and the amount of money you spent to get it. It does not include things like overhead, but you want those gross margins to be increasing over time or you have got a problem. Okay. I would track things like activity on site. If I were running a, um, Uh, a web-based business, and certainly you and I both did that, Anne, and we've managed companies that did that, and if we're doing marketing or that's what you do for a living and you're listening to this show, you want to be tracking those things for your customers as well as for yourself. Activity on site, and that means the number of people who showed up, the number of uniques, yes, that's absolutely right, but you want to know this depth of engagement. You want to know what they're doing and how deeply engaged they are. Some of that's because they come back, so you want to know the frequency with which they come back and how often they come things like that. Those are things that a CEO should know, but mostly your CMO or your marketing people should know. They get deep into the weeds and they should report those high level numbers, not just to you, but to everybody else in the office. Once everybody knows these kinds of high level metrics around what people are doing on the website that measures, you know, what you're giving to the world, then everybody has the opportunity to point out Here's a place where we can do better.
4: So how many times do you see people tracking mostly the marketing metrics and overlooking the uh, the things you brought up first, which are so critically important, the margins, the cash in the bank, uh, the pipeline of uh, incoming work? Haven't we seen an awful lot of companies tend to look at what's going on on the site and not at the money? and the can you make a comment to maybe get the everybody to understand how important that is?
2: absolutely so again um, things that I just mentioned are for really the very earliest stages of, of companies and so on as you get larger you want to margin excuse me you want to capture metrics around things like the satisfaction of your own staff your team um, these would be your employees your senior level staff everybody in between you're talking about the team that's helping you uh, build your company so you want to be tracking things like that the answer is at the earliest stages the ones we just talked about things like cash and bank the margins um, the activity and so on, which goes into the marketing metrics, I'd say about 90% of the companies I talk to, even at the earliest stages, are busy looking at these numbers around what's going on on their website. As early as they can get a hold of something like Google Analytics and somebody who knows what it means so they can you know get some visibility there, they do it. But I don't see people often enough taking a look at things like the gross margin, not just how much money they made, Um, the amount of uh, difference of year over year and month over month. Are they growing over time? Again, not just how much money they made this month. Um, They're not necessarily looking at the inflection points that say we're going to make more and more money every month, but next month we're going to have to hire another person. That's going to change things dramatically. So at these moments when you have to get a larger office, get more equipment, buy more software, get more employees, whatever it takes, or outsource, right, to make the next jump of money, then suddenly these gross margins change. It's okay for them to change, but you have to know what you're looking at and understand where the numbers are coming from so that you get a sense of how to manage that cash flow right over the next hump.
4: Well, you know what, Jillian, we're coming up on a break now. So let's recap real quick. Um, it's important to put rigor around measuring your progress in your company. And it's important to measure at the earliest stages uh, the, the uh, metrics around your margins and uh, cash in the bank as well as your activity on site and your depth of engagement uh, to show how you're going. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we can uh, talk about how you present the data, okay?
2: good sense. Before we take that break, though, one more thing, folks. It isn't just that you're tracking it and uh, you're tracking it daily, but that you're sharing it with everybody in your organization. So we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach, and in this little segment, I want to talk to you about your website that promotes your business. Now, while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can obviously keep up. GoDaddy web hosting is built from the ground up, just like this show, for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal, and it builds and manages your site. With 99.9% uptime and industry-leading load times, you never have to worry whether your site is up and running. Visit Godaddy.com, enter the code CEO12. That's ceo 2 to get the web hosting for a dollar a month plus a free domain. It's an amazing offer. There are some limitations. See the website for details.
3: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
0: Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy
3: hour. You're already done
2: for the
0: day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally
2: save me hours every day.
3: How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With
2: Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date, and if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files.
3: or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Webmasterradio.fm presents PRSA, Diversity Today. PRSA members leading the PRSA Diversity Initiative. Look at the many roles diversity plays in the public relations profession. PRSA, Diversity Today, on demand anytime inside the PRSA channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm
2: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Musick and Ann Kennedy from Outlines Venture Group. We're here talking about the metrics that matter, the rigor around metrics, doing it daily, sharing it with everybody, and really what at the earliest stages one should be tracking. We're going to make assumptions that we're talking about tech companies today. Welcome back, Ann.
4: Hey, Jillian. So this is this is really good stuff because companies need to measure what they're doing and they need to measure the right things, as we were talking about in the last segment. But when it comes to presenting the data, there are definitely uh, uh, ways to look at that that can make life clearer and uh, simpler. And you and I, you know, we like to keep it simple, right? Absolutely, keep it simple, definitely. So uh,
2: presenting data, I think, is an important issue. It is not just what you say, but how you say it. I would take time to make some beautiful charts and graphs out of what's coming in from your uh, different departments. I would ask each department to come up with a system that works for them. Um, When... uh, Again, at, at Moz, we had lovely color-coded graphs and so on that uh, probably took a good few hours to create the very first time. They were refined over the coming weeks and months, but it was worth every moment of that effort. And certainly, I found that in the first time I was reading something like, I don't know, bar charts that had you know orange here and blue there, and then it was stacked by another color and so on, I had to dig through. I had to read carefully which one refers to which you know metric and basis here and So that was all fine. But after about two or three weeks of that, I could look at one of those charts coming out of either marketing, engineering, um, admin, uh, anything, customer service and so on, And I would know exactly what it meant because there was a repetition of the process. So one of the things I would counsel is to make these good charts and graphs, take the time. Number two, make sure that they remain static after that. The repetition makes it easy for you to absorb huge amounts of information in a very short amount of time. That is the purpose of making really good charts or graphs.
4: Um, so, when you say keep it static, you mean keeping the design static, the, the style that, uh, of that's how correct. it works.
0: Right. Yeah, don't, try- don't
4: keep re- reinventing your wheels.
2: That's right, and certainly if you're going to put in this week whatever happened, show me what happened last week as well. There'll be that memory of I saw this last week and this is how this week has changed. That's the critical piece of information that you need at the highest levels, so make sure your staff understands that as well. It isn't just what happened, but what happened in context to this year, last month, last week, yesterday, whatever it was, right? So, again, in context is the big important piece.
4: I have two uh, sources that I really appreciate for, uh, uh, and I'd like to recommend for presenting data. And one is Jim Stern at eMetrics, who uh, has several books out on the topic of how to present data. Uh, we'll put uh, some links up on the Facebook page for that. And the other one is Edward Tufty, uh, who is Professor Emeritus from Yale on the presentation, visual presentation of data. And uh, his workshops are definitely worth going to. Um, They don't cost much for what you get out of them. But both of these uh, gurus of charts and graphs suggest that what we really want to do is bring it down to the most uh, important information, which frequently is what has changed and how much, rather than showing a lot of data. It's very easy to spew, and I think that nobody is well served by very dense uh, Excel spreadsheets with lots of numbers. I think that that makes it very hard for a CEO to grasp the information and give them headaches as well.
2: Absolutely. But it is critical for the C-level at every C-seat, and then, of course, the CEO, to get this information, get it regularly, and have a handle on what's going on. If you can't track the trends early, You're going to be in deep trouble. We'll be talking more about trends and looking into the future at another uh, show. But um, in the meantime, the presentation of data, the clarity around it, using charts and graphs, definitely uh, recommend um, Jim Stern from eMetrics and Tufty's work, uh, brilliant work on both of their parts, worth sending somebody from your office or even attending yourself, or at least, if you can't afford it yet, just checking it out online. Um, uh, definitely reducing things to what has changed is a critical piece of understanding why you're tracking all this stuff and being able to prognosticate, right, the trend that's about to happen in your business is equally important, whether it's really going up fast or whether it's coming down, whether it's leveled, all of those things are moments of inflection that you need to know about. So, um, track what advances your mission would be my next piece. Um, again, figuring out in your business what you would track that makes a huge difference in whether or not you're about to succeed is the killer piece. If you're, for example, in services, you do want to know how many deals you've closed and what amount of money is being charged and so on. But you also want to track where they're coming from. Suppose you've been doing a lot of B2B work and you've been doing it, I don't know, in the logistics sector. That just happens to be a sweet spot for you. But suddenly you've got a few calls coming in either from a B2C company or consumer something. Or perhaps you have it in logistics and what they do in logistics seems to be different. You want to be tracking that kind of stuff. It tells you who to market to next. It tells you what's growing and what's declining in the industries of the people that you serve rather than your own industry. So it isn't just all about your company. It's about your clients as well. Those kinds of things are important. I think it's easy to track, you know, what's important to you when you sell subscription based service, and so on. But I would be watching again, who's buying my stuff, not just what's selling and how well it's selling.
4: Well, then, you've got all this data. Now, what do we do with it? (laughs)
2: You make decisions that matter with it. That's what you do. The question is... Yeah. no, Amen. Indeed. Right. The question is not whether or not you're getting all the data and whether you can read the stuff and whether you get it regularly. The question is, what do you do with it? And the answer is, again, to look for trends, to look for moments of inflection where you see that something is leveling off. If something's leveling off, it could mean a number of things. It could mean, well, that's all the business I'm going to get out of that particular sector of the industry. Maybe it's time for me to be marketing elsewhere. Or perhaps it's Somebody else has come up with a better way to do whatever the devil I'm doing. And maybe it's time to pivot. Or maybe it's time to, again, acquire whatever pieces of innovation those other people have and catch up. Or, again, it could be it's just time to close the doors. Companies that didn't get these kinds of things you know, really suffered at the largest scale. And one of the things, for example, I note is that uh, they didn't notice what was going on. They had the data that said that, you know, we're making, for example, Yellow Pages making crap loads of money out there. They're still rolling in the money. But they should have noticed a whole lot sooner when things started to level off. It didn't mean that they'd reached every single company on the planet. It didn't mean they'd reached every single company in their city or their town or their neighborhood. What it meant was their customers are buying something different. I would be really careful. So, is it time to pivot? Is it time to innovate? Is it time to find a new revenue stream? Are there revenue streams, the ones that I have, are they good enough? Are there other ones that I might be attaining? Those are the kinds of decisions you want to make. You want to check and see what the competition's doing when you find these kinds of information bits in your own space that says things are leveling off, even if they are continuing to rise. right? And then you want to find out what will it cost to do these kinds of things. If you can figure out those things early in the trajectory, you're likely to succeed. If you wait until the last moment, you're going to get blindsided and things will cost three and four and five times as much as you expected them to. And they're still going to take four times as long as you expected them to. They always do.
4: And we're at the moment where we need to take a break. We've been talking uh, with Julian Music about Um, how to track, what to track, how to put rigor around your tracking. And when we come back after the break, let's talk a little bit about the big picture for for your company. So we'll be right back.
3: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com.
1: As a business owner, you labor for the love of it. And you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress
0: site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security. And keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGE to get managed WordPress
1: for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details.
3: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended- where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best search strategies, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Musick and Ann Kennedy of Outlines Venture Group. We're talking about metrics that matter, how to track them, why to track them, who gets the information, and what it means to the success of your company. Uh, Ann, let's talk a little bit about big picture. What do you mean by big picture?
4: What I mean is we got all our data, we're tracking our metrics um, what do we do with this? One of the things that I hear you talk a lot about is liquidity. Um, why is that important to be tracking regularly or to be extracting from the metrics that we're tracking ah liquidity
2: is uh sometimes just cash on hand and so on that's understandable and that's easy and what will it look like in the next few months but sometimes when i talk about liquidity i talk about if you will founder liquidity it's actually a very large part of the big picture you have a company you've got a job today you've got it growing maybe it's scalable maybe it's lifestyle either way sooner or later you're going to want an exit the question is, what kind of cash could you get back out of the company that you're running in the event that you wanted to go do something else, you know, like retire or just go off and start a new company? What is the value to someone else? And. That's what I talk about sometimes when I say the liquidity of this thing itself. How long would it take to sell this company? Who would be the likely buyers? What do you think they pay for it? Are you a strategic buy or a tactical buy? How could you be a strategic buy? Because, you know, strategic purchases of companies by other companies are things where we say company A wants to buy company B because if they don't, they're really going to have a hard time competing in the next stage of their own future. In other words, it's a strategic advantage to own whatever it is company B has. could be IP, people, capacities, markets, whatever it is, and company A absolutely must have them. A tactical buy means, gee, that would be nice. Yeah, we could add that onto our stuff. Cool. You want to be a number uh, in, in part A of that. You want to be a strategic buy. The tactical one, which is just nice, that says, well, let's say that's about a 1x, okay, of of whatever the value is. Well, if it's a strategic one, it could be three times that. It could be ten times that. You want to be strategic. How can you do that? Take a look at your own business. Find out who a buyer might be and think about what they might pay for you if you were absolutely essential to their future. You certainly want to look at things like assets and cash and brand value and so on. And that will help you to establish the valuation of your company. You want to say, again, what does the company own in terms of hardware, software, uh, physical properties, perhaps things like that, the stuff plus the cash in the bank. Right, And now we want to look at future projections, how much money is already coming down the pike that you've closed deals on, how much more is in the pipeline, what do you expect to make this year, what did you make last year and the year before, that's your three-year trailing income, that would be a good average for somebody, but maybe you have a large inflection, you're rising quickly, so now you project three years out again, will it rise linear, just three times more, you know, maybe 20% per year time over time, or is it exponentially? Things are going way up the hockey stick here, right? Those things will help you understand your valuation. I would say if you've never done this before, do some research on it online. That's cool, but you might also want to take the advantage of an expert who does this sort of thing for a living. An hour's worth of time at a few bucks, well worth the money. And finally, you want to look at your debts and obligations. It's the current value that you've got, less any current and understood future um, obligations, the debts that you will have to pay, and perhaps also the required capital that it will take to innovate and move, maybe to pivot, just to survive if you're in a tough place today. If you know there are going to be expenses coming down the line, you've got to add those in.
4: So we're in business to make money. Obviously, that's the point of being in business. But isn't there more? Um, There's a larger, a larger picture, a larger segment of the big picture, which is excellence. How do we go about achieving, uh, assessing whether we are really meeting our own expectations of our companies?
2: That's true, and those would be some of the softer metrics, and we could probably run a whole show around the softer metrics of it. It would be what your own staff thinks of you. It's what the world thinks of you. It's what your colleagues think of you, right? Individual, yes, but mostly around the company itself. Are your products or services considered to be reliable? Are they considered to be at bleeding edge? Uh, What are the expectations of the world around your business? Yes, you could surprise them if they don't think well of you, but if they do think well of you, then you're asking, can I meet their expectations? Expectations. I would say it's a mix of internal and external assessments, but I would certainly be tracking those things that say, what are the external um, views of the world at large, of the people that we serve, the folks who know us? What do they think of us? And is it, again, improving or decreasing over time? So it's that piece over time that you want to know. And in addition, you just kind of want to know that hard piece. What do they think we do for a living? Right. If they think you do X and you do X plus, you know, Y, Z, and A, B, C, uh, you've got to do some marketing to make sure that everybody knows you do more than what they think you do, um, making sure there's clarity between what you can give them and what they think you can.
4: That's uh, an excellent place to wind up, and unfortunately, we have to. We're out of time. I know that we could go on talking about rigor and metrics forever, uh, but uh, we'll do a show on uh, excellence um, coming up in the future to explore this topic further. Jillian, it's been great. You want to take us out?
2: I'm going to. I'm going to throw a gauntlet down, and I'm going to say right here, let's go try and get Jim Stern to join us here at uh, CEO Coach to talk about the kinds of metrics that he tracks um, for his own company and the kinds of things that he can counsel our people to do uh, in terms of delivery of information and how he's doing it. I think that would be Alrighty. brilliant. Let's go let's get let's Jim get out it. here. You All bet. right. <laughs> This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week with another show. In the meantime, we hope you'll download these shows through Webmaster Radio.fm, through iTunes, through iHeartRadio, and many other places we expect around the web. Again, this is Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy at Outlines Venture Group. We'll be out we'll be back next week.